everyone, I'm Regan. And I'm Jeff. And this is Man and Femme Criterion Commentaries. A cinematic journey through the Criterion Collection. Today we are talking about spine number 18, The Naked Kiss. It was written, directed, and produced by Samuel Fuller in 1964. It's a black and white movie. I've never seen any of Samuel Fuller's movies before. You haven't? I, I don't, don't think so. Because I had seen Shark Corridor before, but I hadn't seen this. Well, my first thoughts on this as the movie first started were, Oh God, Jazz, that lady looks way better without hair, and holy crap, I want one of those soda sprayers. Kind of like the <laughs> Larry Curly and Moe used to use, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be really fun to spray you in the face with one of those. Oh, I bet you'd love that. Um, <laughs> Especially when you're sleeping, and then you'd just come in and that would be how you wake up, and you'd be like, ah! Because I look like Curly. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, the first thing that I thought about the movie was there was a really weird juxtaposition between that bebop jazz while she was beating that guy up. Yeah. And an orchestral score that kept cutting back and forth. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things like that in this movie where it played certain types against each other and just kind of made for a... I don't, I don't want to say awkward or disjointed, but it... It gave an abrupt kind of feel to it. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of like a Godard film with his strange mashups of styles. Yeah, I thought that I really wasn't going to like where this movie was going. So it was sort of a surprise ending for me, the way we had ended. But... So basically we were introduced to this Kelly lady that's a prostitute beating up her pimp, taking the money back that he owes her. And then fleeing town. Mm-hmm. Going to a new town to try to start over by selling angel foam champagne. I think that was just a way to get into the door to, like, sell her body to start out with. Yeah, well, I just she like clearly that it was sold called angel foam. <laughs> she... Like, where does that come from? Because she got angel foam to come out of Griff, <laughs> the policeman, right away? Like, is it her angel foam? Uh, I think it's his <laughs> angel foam. <laughs> anyway. Ugh, ridiculous. So he's a dirty cop. Yeah. He kind of falls for her and then tells her that she should go get a job at the local whorehouse across the river. Mm-hmm. To sell bonbons? <laughs> Which is code oh, yeah. for sex? You don't know what a bonbon is? No, I know what a bonbon is, but it was just like... They weren't really selling chocolates. They were well, selling sexual wares. Like, well, the girls, like, walked around with chocolates, too. I think they were also selling chocolate. Guys like chocolate, too. I suppose. She <laughs> didn't want to work at that whorehouse, though. No, I know. She moved in with that crazy lady. And then everybody laughed at the hooker moving in with a town virgin. The lady who had that boyfriend or fiancé that went to the war and never came back, and she dressed up for dressing. Yeah. Thing, what are, what are those called? Is a dress form. Like a man and then talk to it like it was him? Yeah. She was supposed to marry him. His name was Charlie, but he died in the war. I don't know. I feel like this was just a very dramatic movie, and I don't really understand what everybody was being so dramatic about. It felt like a B movie mm-hmm. um, with kind of bad acting, awkward dialogue, but it was... Still really, really good. 
Yeah. No, I really liked it. I. There was times I laughed out loud for sure. Yeah. Like when that kid was trying to touch his toes and they turned it into like a 30 second sequence. Yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. But the cinematography was pretty gorgeous. And there was definitely shots that were just really, really nice. I remember the one that reminded me of American Beauty with her laying on her back with the petals falling on her. So basically she tries to start over, and that's when she got that job at the hospital with the... the I don't know if they were... They were all handicapped, but I, I don't know if... Was it mentally handicapped, or was it everything? I thought they were like polio kids or something. Maybe they were. But, but she was better at that than trying to be a sexy whore. Well... Uh, <laughs> I don't... I didn't really buy it. No. I'm no griff, though. So she starts working at that hospital, decides not to be a prostitute anymore. Even though that griff guy tries to get back with her, she completely rebuffs him. Mm-hmm. She even gets so mad. She's got this co-worker named Buff, who somebody's... I, griff maybe sends her to, to that whorehouse to sell bonbons, too, and then when... Kelly finds out she goes there and beats the crap out of the whorehouse owner. Oh, yeah. Candy. And shoves the money that she gave Buff in her mouth. Yeah. Just, like, slaps her around and leaves her laying there with a wad of money stuck in her mouth. That part was pretty awesome. It was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. She just slapped the shit out of her. Yeah. I actually thought that this was going to end with her being imprisoned. I mean, which sort of did. Um, when the guy that she started dating, who turned out to be a child molester, she ended up killing him. I've got his name. It's Grant. From the moment he showed up, I was like, ah, oh, this guy doesn't like girls. Well, like they, he they, did they, like girls. Well, he touched little girls. them too much. But, I don't know. But that scene where she kills him was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And with her wedding dress over his face, like a, like a death veil. Yeah. I mean, there was a shot that I put up on our Facebook page of that, like a screenshot, and it's beautiful. Yeah, that was really cool. And then the headline read, Grant killed by a prostitute. I thought it was really going to end there, pretty much, you know, where she's trying to get ahead and, and just can't because of the fact that she's really a whore deep down. Or I don't know, I thought it was going to have a bad message. I didn't think she was going to come out on top. I thought this movie was a lot older. So I didn't think it was from the 60s, so I thought it was going to be that Hollywood code where somebody who's a bad person can't turn it around and yeah. has to be punished for what they've done. Yeah. So I was waiting for her to be like taken to the electric chair or something, like she yeah. was going to be put to death. Yeah, me too. This was pre-women's rights. I mean, this is when women were still housewives. This was a really subversive movie, actually. Yeah. I mean, in all forms, not just... That the main character is a prostitute, mm-hmm. but deals with pedophilia head on. Mm-hmm. Dirty cops. Dirty cops, murder, mm-hmm. and murder that you get away with. Pimps, prostitutes, pedophiles, handicapped kids. Everything. It's like all a, the good it was like a Disney movie. Everything that's titillating. You I mean, there, there, it was like even it was kids? like a Disney movie because all of a sudden, when she broke into song with all those handicapped kids. And then Grant recorded it. She came back to find it playing and him playing with that girl. I love that she beat him to death with a telephone. I mean, that whole the whole time where she was in jail, it seemed like everybody was lining up against her 
to have her put to death. Yeah. They brought in her pimp that she beat up in the opening scene as a character witness. Mm-hmm. She just happens to see the girl walking by outside and can identify her. And But she berates the little girl at first and the little girl says no. And then eventually she's able to like coax the truth out of her that Uncle Grant pees yucky white stuff in her mouth. <laughs> so bad. Gross. Well, and also while she's in jail, that that whorehouse owner Candy comes to also like tell a complete lie about her, mm-hmm. so that she gets in more trouble. But my favorite line of the whole the whole movie was the that Candy ladies where she's like, "Nobody shoves dirty money in my mouth." <laughs> I think I've said that to you before. The whole thing was so it was such a weird movie, and it reminded me of like. A David Lynch movie. While we were watching it, I just kept thinking, like, God, David Lynch must have been really inspired by this. Because it was like if if Mary Poppins was a prostitute, flew into town, saved a bunch of children, killed a pedophile, and then flew back out of town like nothing happened. I think you're thinking of Shock Corridor. That reminds you of a David Lynch movie. This one, too, with the weird melodrama. I mean, there's Twin Peaks is like that, where... It's not as, it's, it's nowhere near as dramatic as they make it, but it's like soapy. Soapy and kind of campy. I don't know. I ended up enjoying it, even though it was one of those movies that you laugh at the ridiculousness of things yeah. a lot. It no, was fun. It was, it was fun to see that he referenced himself in the movie when she first comes into town. Shot corridors on the marquee of the local. Oh, yeah. The local cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did kind of like the looped ending of how when the movie is over she's walking through town again just like she was in the first scene and stops and still takes time to look at the baby like she had done in the beginning you know yeah i thought it was it had really interesting editing there was like some weird edits and jumps in the editing um the cinematography was really gorgeous like it was a really pretty black and white film I didn't have any expectations going into this, so I didn't I didn't know what to think. Yeah, I didn't either. I had completely forgotten that I had seen Shock Corridor and that those were done by the same person. So and even that same this lady who played Kelly's even in Shock Corridor? Yeah. Mhm. I think the only thing for me that I didn't like so much was when she got together with Grant. I felt like it lost a little bit of steam for a while because they, like, went off on tangents about their relationship. Like, they were total dilettantes and just, like, listening to music and... I don't know. I don't think it really... It didn't ring true. No. It felt forced. Yeah. It didn't make it feel like, oh, they had this budding romance. It was just kind of like, wow, here's a couple obnoxious rich people. Here's a rich guy and she's a (laughs) prostitute and... Yeah, initially when they first met, I didn't feel that way. Like it felt she was really interested in him, but then I just feel like their relationship sort of dragged out a little too much. So probably for him too. That's why he ended up with the children. Terrible. I guess we didn't even we didn't even mention that when she finds out that he's molesting kids, he tells her that the reason that the two of them would be perfect together is because they're both perverts. (laughs) That's true. And that (laughs) I suppose that's a really big. Hard to leave out. Right, yeah. So he <laughs> thought that she was a kindred spirit where he would be able to keep molesting kids and they could just be married and do their dirty shit and be okay with it together. 
And I don't remember who came up with the term naked kiss, but it was like a naked kiss is a sign of a pervert, somebody said. Mm. And since they were both perverts, they were meant to be. (laughs) So I guess if you're looking for another pervert to make you feel better, Samuel Fuller's got you covered. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Again, you can find us on iTunes. Um, We're also on SoundCloud. Facebook. Twitter. Mm-hmm. At Man and Femme Criterion Commentaries. Send us a letter. Yes, we do accept snail mail. However, we're not going to give you our address. You're just going to have to figure it out. Um, but if you do like us, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes because it will help people to find our podcast more easily. So thanks for listening to podcast number 18. Um, if you've listened to any of the others or if you want to, there's... On our SoundCloud page, we've got a playlist made, so you can just listen all the way through. You don't even really have to have seen the movies, but I'm sure it's more interesting if you have. And if you do watch them and have any comments, please feel free to send those along. Thanks, everybody. Bye! Stop.